Good evening, and thank you for joining us on another episode of The Midnight Run, brought to you by KWZD. We've got a fantastic show for you today. We've got Professor Lewis Chapman in from, uh, after wrapping up a semester at Oxford, with What's This? Where he's going to share some very interesting facts with us today. we got Taffy Sandals bringing another crime mystery on The Briefcase. She could not and Sebastian Bohr is here today with some cuddly buddies that he's going to be talking about in the studio. So stay tuned for that. Yeah, illuminating show for you today. Stay tuned. This is KWZD. KWZD is member-supported radio, so become a member today and receive a free tote, a free commemorative tote for our fallen intern, Ron. We want to thank Ron's family for his great sacrifice while reporting on scene from the from live volcano. Thank you, Ron, for supporting the KWZD family all around the world. So salute him by supporting today and get your commemorative Ron the Intern tote. This is KWZD. Up next year. What's this? Good evening, listeners. You are listening to KWZD and we know. <clears throat> the end of the semester was very. Professor, are you okay? This is very stressful. Can we get Professor a glass of water, please? Water. Yep, Ron. Oh, Terry, go get Mr. Uh, <laughs> Professor Chapman uh, some water. Where's, where's Ron? Here you are, sir. Um, is he sitting on the job again? Well, in a way. Things got a little bit too hot for him, and then he just decided this wasn't for him. I can't do this. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. Okay, okay. Yes. It's okay. Just take it from the top. Just take it from the top. It's okay. Semester's over. Good evening, listeners. I am Professor Lewis Chapman, and you are have tuned in to another episode of What's This? Today, we will be going through the exciting and varied history of the noble stool. It is a staple in every household and every bar, and uh, it's time we've learned where it really came from and how it became the stool that we know and love today. Now, here on the show, we have the seat historian Jason Tompkins. Welcome and thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's always a pleasure to see you, uh, Professor Chapman. New as well. Uh, we also have proctologist Thomas Cochran here in the studio with us. Uh, it's uh, it's, it's it's great it's great to be here. Yes, well, thank you for joining us, Thomas. And we also have the thirty-year uh, chair tester, Andrew the Rump Rubowski. It's great to be here. This thing's a little wobbly. Oh, yes. Um, sorry, the entrance. It's, uh, it's okay. Just, uh, yeah, it's alright. Need some work. Um, here, we start the journey of the stool in a place 
a lot of people wouldn't have expected ancient Mesopotamia, uh, where the stool was fashioned out of vines and stones uh, and used for uh, a purpose a lot of people wouldn't have expect. Uh, correct, Mr. Thompson? Yeah, that's correct. It was uh, actually a cooking utensil to begin with. Um, they would use the stone is a flat surface, you know, tied by vines, and they would use that to crush various nuts to kill sheep in order to then cook them. It wasn't until later that these chefs would be resting while they're cooking, but and use the stool to lean on, to sit on, and they realized if they just turned this tool over, then they could actually sit comfortably. Amazing. Very amazing. Now, after this, we, we head forward another a hundred years of after the use of the the stool as a cooking utensil, and we mm-hmm. and we get all the way over to the area that is now Mongolia, and the stool has now become a a weapon of of war. And let let's discuss how this was how this was used. Um, I I think uh before we go any further here, is I uh <coughs> yeah I'm a, I'm a little embarrassed in my uh. My eagerness uh, to 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 join this is I uh, I may have misread the email. I believe uh, you were talking about a different kind of stool. I'm a Mokolo Kolo Proctama surgeon. Is yeah, I guess that's my colleagues are always telling me that's my worst attribute. I'm a little too eager to just dive into things, but yeah, I and I'm not too sure about you know. Of course, I read up on you know ancient Mesopotamia, but not the uh, stool specifically. Oh, you know, it's not your fault. You know, we have a lot of interns here at uh, KWGD who find our guests and sometimes uh, don't do the proper amount of research. I, you know, I just and I just feel like I have egg all over my face, I mean, which is better than what's normally all over my face, but just. Uh, I just, no, oh, I'm just uh, no, you're such a fine, fool. Uh, Mr. Cochran, Dr. Cochran, it's, it's, perfectly, it's perfectly fine. We'll just continue with the show and, uh, you know, we'll work things out. We'll find, we'll find our footing here. Yeah, that's, it's always good to, and especially in my profession, you always gotta have a firm footing. Oh, yes, of course. Um, so, I'm sorry, yeah, so, continue, let's, yeah, uh. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, so we find ourselves in uh, in Mongolia, and at the time there are a lot of warring city states, of course, and the stool has migrated um, eastward from Mesopotamia in this amount of time, and uh, now it's being used, correct, as a uh, as a weapon. Most interesting. A lot of people don't know this. It was both. The sword and the shield. Oh. Yes, they would often fight with it, but also defend themselves with the stool as well. And when they were tired of battle, what better to do than to just sit upon your weapons and rest? Well, amazing. And it uh, says here in my notes that the commander would gather the stools of the enemy army after battle mm-hmm. as they 
is a sign of his prowess in war. Is that correct? And he would lay on top of them and rest. He wow. would just snooze upon six to eight stools at a time. Amazing. I've had to test a lot of stools in my day. It's the only chair sitting implement that you can turn upside down and it's flat. So I've had a lot of R&D people get me to test it. You know, the, the flippable stool, because people would love that. You know, two different sides, two different feelings. But, uh, yeah, it's the, the second feeling is always bad. Is uh, Upside down, it's never worked. It's always painful. Mm-hmm. It's it's incredibly hazardous. Is When you go into a bar fight, it, it's the reason you have stools there. Is you, they're good for smashing. Mm-hmm. Is there uh, yeah. good for fighting? It's a good fighting. It's a good fighting seat. That is a very good point. It, I never really noticed, but it still maintains its uh, its martial attributes. Yep, to this day, uh, the design has not changed very much at all. Amazing. Well, uh, the the rest of the stool's history is fairly self-explanatory. Would you all agree? It gets pretty boring after that. Is it fell. It fell out of fashion to, you know, kill each other with stools and other things came around as the, you know, Bronze Age and the Steel Revolution and guns. So, listeners, uh, I hope you've learned a lot today, and I would like to thank all three of my guests here. I know, I, I, I sure learned a lot, actually. This has been very, uh, very eye-opening. It's been very, uh, I, yes, I, I deal with a lot of openings, so this has been, oh. this has been nice. A breath of fresh air. Yeah, this guy gets it. Yes, uh, thank you, uh, Dr. Cochran, Mr. Rubowski, and, uh, of course, Mr. Tompkins for joining us. And, listeners, I hope to catch you next time on What's This, and we will be going through the wonderful world of the turntable. You're listening to KWZD. And keep asking, what's this? Alright, so I was kinda stuck on someone paid you to flip a chair around and sit on it. That's 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 really what I've I've got a lot of issue here with. A lot of people pay me to flip several chairs around and sit on them. This is my job. Uh, this uh that can all be healthy for your rectum. Uh, this is, this is my card. This is my card. I believe you should, uh, should take that, uh, yeah. seek, uh, seek medical help immediately. Yeah, that is, that is not natural. You keep shifting in your chair. This chair is awful. Is this the chair right now? You know what, actually, mine's, mine's not great either. We have an intern in here to fix the seating, finally, because... KWZD expresses no direct political affiliation. However, we will accept being a host to a few independent, like this one. Hello, America. My name is Marshall Paloma, and 
I am an independent political candidate that is running for your next presidency. I look forward to initiating changes that we need in the United States. There have been many wrongs that we have just been okay with in our society, and I am here to rectify them. First and foremost, how come the words good and food do not rhyme? I pledge to fix that. What about the word reckless? Why does that mean that you're doing things chaotically? It should be without wreck. Reckless. I pledge to fix that. Did you know that ghost writers are still alive? I pledge to fix that, America. There are many words that we need to fix in our English language, like comatose. That doesn't mean that your toes are asleep. And what about Thai food? This is not food in knots. We will fix these words. If you vote for me, America. Remember, Marshall Paloma for your next president. Thank you. This message has been approved by Marshall Paloma. This is KWZD. Thanks, Marshall. KWZD is not affiliated with any uh, particular political party, but we do contain ads for candidates as we are trying to have exposure for uh, the full gamut of everyone running. And now we will have a message from Dick Gravy. Some politicians just want to change everything. I'm Dick Gravy. I believe we need to go back to simpler times. When girls were gals and guys were men. When you caught your own dinner, you didn't send that fish back. You were able to just enjoy the porch. At night, dig a nice hole for you to sleep in. Perhaps you need the latrine, you dig a small hole a couple feet away. I believe we should be able to change your name more easily. You should be called whatever you want without having to file paperwork. Smaller government. Why do I need registration for my car? Why do I need a license for a dog? So vote for me, Dick Gravy. Big ideas, smaller government. Voting for anyone else would be without wreck. Thank you for tuning in to another edition of The Briefcase. As always, I am Taffy Sandals. Now, KWZ listeners, tonight we're going to take not the beaten path, but a strange back alley. A back alley through full bellies and empty hearts. Tonight, of course, we're calling, talking about the notorious Tallahassee Taco Tipper. Now, of course, if you were born in this decade, there is no way that you've escaped the horror of the Tipper. He's plagued many a lives, ruined many a lunches. Tonight, we have with us three of his victims, three lives completely and utterly tipped over. With us, we will start this excruciating journey with his first victim, Mr. Randy Lehman. How you doing? Uh, see, uh, I was working down on 10th Street 
and you know, I was selling my pupusas and my and my my uh, paella, and you know, I was just right there in my truck waiting for waiting for uh, customers. When I see this fella walk up, I'm like, "Hey, fella, what can I do you for?" And he says, "Nothing." He just looks at me. And he walks around the back of the truck, and I thought there was some kind of dang earthquake. The truck started shaking. And I was like, "What's going on? What's going on?" I, 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 I told Larry. I said, "Larry, the truck's shaking." He said, "Randy, I know." And the truck kept shaking and shaking, and I heard a guy said, "And here's a tip." And we fell over. And I was like, "How are you going tip if you didn't even order anything in the first place? That's not a tip." And then I got it. What he was saying, and well, I'm just dumb, right flabbergasted, terrified, offended, and hurt and bewildered that someone would just knock over a pupusa truck. And I talked to some of my colleagues, and they said it's been happening to them too. And we're in a downright epidemic. That was just excruciating. That may have been the first instance of the Tallahassee Taco Tipper, but it was certainly not the last. We were able to tie these horrendous crimes to the same person by his just horrible catchphrase is I've got a tip for you he obviously got a taste for the tipping because it was not long before he was out terrorizing the community again two short weeks after the first incident he struck again and now we have a video of his second victim James S. Cater Unfortunately, we were unable to see the Tallahassee Taco Tipper's face in the video. But the screams of agony from Mr. Cater are just, just so heartbreaking. It just is unfortunate that the Tallahassee Taco Tipper is still at large, even today. It was just only a few months ago that he hit his 79th victim. And with us we have said victim. I sell nachos, uh, tortas, Tacos, burritos, over on my truck, my cousin Nacho, over on 75th and Elm, and this fool, I already saw, I already knew when he, when he was walking up, I'm like, hey, Nacho, uh, mira, mira, we're making sure we're watching him, right, and we, he's just the kind of fishy, but then he started ordering things, and so we're like, oh, okay, he's just, he's just a guy, and so I'm bringing up the order, and then I hand him his elote, and then he just says, you know what? I forgot a drink. And I was like, oh yeah, I'll get you whatever. And he orders a horchata. So Nasu was making the food. I go and get his horchata. And just then I hear, don't forget the tip. I 
I never seen anything like it. He's so strong, fuerte. He just all with the knees. He just flips over the whole thing and goes away with the elote too. He just left, and I was like, yo. What the fuck? Like something's gotta be done, cause cops don't wanna do anything. So I, I is I, I went on YouTube to find out where else this happened, and I find uh, James Cater, and I said, um, Cater, we need to get together and take care of this, and maybe feed this fool to the Gators, because the, the police weren't doing nothing. They, they just laugh at it. They just they just think it's funny, and they take they take food, and so I'm forming a. a Coalition. I'm getting a coalition together to find this to find this gringo. Or I don't know, I don't know what he looks like, honestly. I, I can't remember, but you know, we gotta find him. The unrest in the community has sparked to a militia of sorts, a coalition of food carters. They together have scoured the streets looking for the Tallahassee Taco Tipper. If you or anyone you know has any information on this twisted fiend, this tipper of food, please contact KWZD and you will receive a complimentary snitch tote. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, this snitch tote is stitched specifically for you, the snitch. This has been another edition of The Briefcase. Thank you, KWZD. Remember, be safe. Good evening, KWZD listeners. You're tuned in to another episode of The Genus Genius. I'm Sebastian Bohr. And tonight, we have a great show for you about some of your favorite sleepy furry friends, like the Koma Koalas. And we've discovered some interesting narcoleptic raccoons. So, one of our guests today is Professor Owen Dahlenberg. And Professor, what have you discovered about these sleepy animals. Well, g'day. Uh, I've been studying koalas all my life. You know, they came over in the backyard and, you know, kept them, the koalas, the wallabies, the echidnas, they're all over the place. And uh, I just was fascinated by them. But in recent years, we've been noticing that they're sleeping more and more and more. I brought a little jackwa with me. Is uh, Jack Wall's yeah. koala that I've been studying, but working with it very closely. He's, he's, he's quite active right now. You can see he's waking up. Here you go, Jack. Leaves. He's eating leaves. He's doing quite well, but but a koala's normal amount of sleep time is uh, about 18 hours in a typical day. They spend a lot of time, you know, digesting the eucalyptus that they're ingesting. But we're seeing these numbers go. It's quite high. Is is uh, many are dying because not getting their proper nutrients. Mm. They are sleeping upwards of four weeks. Oh, oh, oh. Jackie, Jackie, you alright? You alright? Oh yeah, yeah. You looks alright. Looks alright. But you can see they're already getting tired. And and mm -hmm. and, and, and this little little koala might be out upwards four days. Wow. Yeah, so we just study him. We try to find out why he's sleeping for so long. Is is what's keeping him alive? Is I was managing out in the wild because is he up, 
Oh, God, he's a supplemental diet, and we, we monitor him very closely. It, is is he lighting a cigarette? Uh, that could be not inside. Bad cola. We're what? wondering if just poor health habits is what's contributing to this in general. Yeah. Is, uh, you know, the encroaching humanity, it's... it's I come with me line. Yeah, give me that. Check me. Check me. Well, you know, nicotine is having a quite the adverse effect on them. Is uh, as a human encroachment uh, threatens their habitats, they've adapted themselves, and they've been, you know, picked up cigarettes, beers. Uh, saw one at the arcade once, you know, gambling away a full paycheck. It's uh, you know, these animals weren't uh, prepared for human voices. Wow. Yeah. So. Uh, it wasn't until I heard about Joshua Allen's work here stateside uh, and the narcoleptic raccoons that I was able to get a little bit more attention, a little bit more funding to uh, study all these sleepy animals. Which is our other guest today, uh, Joshua Allen. Uh, would, would, would you like to talk about your narcoleptic raccoon findings? I would, thanks. Well, you see here, it's uh, it's been plaguing the nation. It's been... Really, it's been an outbreak of just these sleepy little critters. Is you hear noises at night, some trash cans knocking over. You go out the next morning, you see the trash has been ruffled through, but you see the raccoon is asleep, just face first, right in the garbage. It's oh. just, it's it's alarming, uh, alarming people. You gotta clean the trash. Now, what do you do with this raccoon? It's, I mean, it's still alive. You can't just throw it in the trash can. What do you do with that raccoon? Well, is uh, it. I believe, uh, Mr. Uh, Professor Owen here has been saying is that, uh, I believe it's these raccoons have been getting into the trash and finding discarded, uh, cigarette butts, they've been, uh, discarded, uh, beer or fosters, yeah. fosters for, uh, for talking for, uh, Mr. Owen over there. None so, of us drink fosters, by the way. None of us do that. We all resent it very much. Well, I just think that's, that's just wow. ridiculous, but we'll touch upon that later. What you see is, uh, these, these... Mammals, these small, fragile mammals, they're not, uh, they're not used to the vices of, of humans. It's the, these, the cigarettes and the, 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 the booze, it's, uh, it's, it's messing with their, their brain chemistry in a way that really we could never have guessed. It's, uh, it's, it's putting them in a kind of, a uh, kind of coma. It's, uh, these coma koalas uh, where we first, uh, found them in an, of course, like Mr. Owen said, he found me, uh, stateside for my narcoleptic, uh, raccoons. So it's, it's really having an adverse effect, these human vices on these small, cuddly, beautiful creatures. Jack B, you still with me, mate? Yeah. Still with me? Still? Oh, yeah, he's still oh, there. He woke right back up. Yeah, try to... No, oh, wow, we still got... He looks active. He's quite active. I'm going to take him to the local zoo, maybe uh, see how he reacts around his own coin. Is he... Hey, what, 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 yeah. What's it got there? What is it? Yeah, he's what, taking what? those drinks. What? Yeah, he's, he's drinking. That's, yeah, a, that's water, right? No. What, what is that? Oh, that's uh, I brought that. It's my flask, actually. Yeah, come here, Jack. Give me that. Oh, that's not. Uh, that's that's not for you. That? It's like he could oh, sense like the alcohol. He's, uh, yeah, he's, he's got a thirst for. It. He's got quite the scent for it. Uh, Jacoby's had all the shot, all the shots, right? It's uh, shots. He's a wild animal. You brought a wild animal. Why? That's what we work with, mate. He's really. Bearing his teeth. Yeah, you might want to give me that flask then, mate. Yeah, so there might be trouble. This is Johnny Walker Black, friend. Uh, Here at States, this, this is good hooch. He's got a refined palate. Uh, I'm not getting I'm not putting him out. Is I, I, need, uh, him, I need him awake. Ja Jacoby, get off of my shoulder. 
Oh, oh no! Oh, no. <laughs> Jack, Jack me! Oh, no, you know what? Here, fine. Right. Take take the flask, buddy. Here you go. You have a cigar? Any cigars? Draw a, draw a line somewhere, pal. All right. Jack me, there you go. There you go, mate. Have a little shot. Have a little nip. I, I, I think that's all the time that we have. Oh, oh, oh no. no! Party foul! Okay. Um, alright. Well, thanks for listening, KWZD listeners. Uh, this has been another episode of The Genius Genius. Um, alright. Um, you know what? This is a perfect example. They're picking up these human vices. Murder. Murder. He's picking up the human vice of murder. Yeah, yeah, no. This has been KWZD. Thanks for joining us on another installment of The Midnight Run. I want to thank all of our hosts for doing a great job of hosting, all of our guests for coming in today, and most importantly, you, fair listener, for listening to us out on the airwaves. You make sure now to become a member today and receive your free Ron tote. That's right, your Ron commemorative tote. These are going to go out like hotcakes, so be sure to get it as fast as you can. Ron Volcano Toad. They're absolutely explosive. I'm Matt Ramirez, and this has been KWZD.